Hey, everybody, this is your old pal Andrew Fiore from the Defend Your Movie podcast. Me and Sean just wanted to remind you guys at the beginning, please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. Leave a five-star review, would you please? It helps grow the podcast so much, and we really have big things for 2019. So if you could do us a favor, Defenders, get out there and get online and help us out and follow us at Defend Your Movie on uh, Twitter and Instagram and email us anything. We'd love to hear from you, the Defenders, at uh, DefendYourMovie at gmail.com. So we got a great episode for you this week. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys later. In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again The champion must And welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, and I am joined by my co-host, who has a pretty cool shirt on right now, Thanks, uh, Andy Fiore, everybody. Hey, Shawnee, how are you? How are you, my friend? We're joined by a very special guest, a very funny guy, super funny guy, uh, performs all over the all over the world, would you say? <laughs> Have mean, you performed outside the United States of America? No, but I've performed outside the continental U.S. I've performed you in Alaska. All over the That's the world. That's we can the say world. The world. Yeah. yeah, Alaska is basically Japan, let's be yeah, honest. Absolutely. Uh, Ronan Hirschberg, everybody. <laughs> I, I said your name, I fucked it up. Hirschberg. I said Hirschberg. Oh, really? No, yeah, Berg. You know. Uh, thank you for doing this. How are you guys doing? What is the story? Good, good. I yeah. Just rushed over here, and uh... yes, I would like. <laughs> we can talk about that. Ronan takes me very literally. Well, no, <laughs> what really happened was uh, it, I, that I always wonder about that sometimes that somebody's going to do that. But you didn't do this. But I was joking around. If you if you write after midnight, if it's like if it's like early in the morning. Like one in the morning, a lot of comics. We get home, and I'm taking care of stuff on Facebook Messenger or text. Do you think there's anybody who ever takes you literally if you're like, hey, tomorrow can you do this? And they mean right. a whole L- like full day the, later? It's, it would be the annoying guy who's always correcting you. It's yes. actually tomorrow right now. <laughs> yes, that yeah, guy exactly. would be doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, we, we yeah. had a mix-up, but, but you got here like super fast. I, I did take a cab. Yeah. Oh, you took a cab. Okay, well, okay. Here's, here's why. So I owe you a beer. You don't, you don't owe me anything. It was, my, it was my fuck up. Can we curse on this? Is yes, you can. Yeah. I like how people ask that like they don't know how podcasts work. So. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, most podcasts. Uh, which radio fest. station is this? Um, <laughs> but uh, but I took a cab because if I did run here, besides it's my fuck up, if I did run here, I would be out of breath for the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, for the night, for my spot later. <laughs> I don't know. You uh-huh. lost a lot of weight recently. Yeah, but it's still. Still, yeah. <laughs> Do you find yourself in better shape, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm in better shape than you, How much weight before. did you lose? I think I lost. I quit drinking after a year. I lost like twenty five pounds. Yeah, that's nice. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been sober thirty six days. I don't think I've. I think I've gained weight. <laughs> yeah, Farah, you look terrible. Seriously, <laughs> am I the first to make that joke? No, no way, not possible. Well, and people will remember the joke. Farah used to call us the podcast. Yeah, he yeah. knows that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's made it though. By the first? Nobody's made it. That was All pretty right, good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Andy, did you watch anything this? Uh, I did. I what? was texting you about it. I just watched it last night. It was a documentary on HBO. It's called uh, Breslin and Hamill. Uh, deadline artists, and it was just about 
Jimmy Breslin, Pete Hamill, two just like old school, gritty, 1970s New York City journalism, like stories about the newsroom, like yeah. war stories. Just great. And like some of the biggest events in New York City, the way they got covered by these guys. And these guys Son were of like, Sam, Son of Sam wrote to Jimmy Breslin personally. Yeah. Uh, well, he was like famous. Uh, the way they covered JFK's assassination, Bobby Kennedy's assassination. It was like these guys were famous for being columnists yeah. in the Post and the News. You know, well, the newspaper used to be a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. like a really big deal. Like, no, you were they, fam- they go into that in the beginning. It's like it's a nice juxtaposition. They start with everybody on the train now, just staring at their phones, yeah, and then yeah. they go back into like black and white photos of people on the subway, just faces really? planted. There will into never newspapers. be a documentary about journalists from now. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no be like the great but, gawker journalist. Yeah. <laughs> the BuzzFeed like, Blood Fist yeah, yeah, of 19. Yeah. <laughs> this BuzzFeed guy, he got all the lists. He was a renegade. There's not going to be a black and white movie about Lisa from BuzzFeed. <laughs> Just like, and that's when the Grammys happened. <laughs> and, and, and Cardi B was wearing an awesome outfit. No you one know how long could, I had to stand around until I saw Cardi B's outfit? No one could I was do in a, the trenches. No one could do an out-of-context <laughs> clickbait article like this guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nobody can mislead you into reading their article. Yeah. Like this yeah. one, yeah. feign outrage and uh, not have any sense I, of truth. I'll t- I, this is the perfect time to bring this up. I might have mentioned this in the podcast before. It has nothing to do with movies. It actually has something to do with entertainment. Actually, movies because it's a movie actor. I Gawker. I had like a personal. Gawker was the worst. Gawker was the. I'm so glad Gawker's gone. Yeah. Because talk about like starting that that culture. Like I, I, I maybe they weren't responsible for starting it. That clickbait culture. Yeah. But they were. They propelled it. I think they definitely propelled it. Sure. Yeah. And one of the things that got to me when that uh, when that Sony leak happened of all the emails within the Sony server. And it involves a comic and a really good actor, Paul Reiser. He's a good actor. He's a good in diner. He's good in a bunch of stuff. Uh, there was this one email exchange that came out. Gawker had an article, and the whole point of the article was like, "Look at this sad, washed-up guy." And it was a, it was an email from Paul Reiser to somebody who works in like de- not development, somebody at Sony that handles like the DVD section of TV shows, or like or could or could handle that. Mm-hmm. And they go, and it was literally like the most innocuous, "Hey, great scene at the party." Wanted to, forgot to mention to you, a lot of fans, I've been meeting a lot of fans on the road and stuff, they've been asking me when more DVDs of Mad About You are coming out. Do you know if we can get that rolling? Or, or Right, or, right. And then, uh, and he goes, but once it's like again, a picture of his sad face. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like, but it's like, but it's like, yeah, all he's doing is asking like when these things come out. Now, maybe he wanted the cash, and I'm sure he did, but why wouldn't you put more of those yeah. fucking things out? But, but, but Gawker was like, can you believe it? And it's like, yeah, yeah look I at can. this piece of shit with his hit TV show yeah. that he <laughs> gets to make money off for yeah. the rest of his life. Look at this, ta- yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a loser! Yeah. Look at this talented guy. Well, <laughs> Gawker used uh, the, the thing about journalism, so it was like invasive shit like that, and now it's just anyone saying something out of context offensive. It's like switch to that. Yeah. Yes, or, I saw a headline yesterday or two days ago on Twitter. It said Ricky Jervis said, um, now is the best time to push people's buttons. And I'm like, wow, that's what a head, that's what news is now. Someone saying a saying, sentence. Yeah. Just someone it's, speaking. It's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> just commenting on somebody commenting. Yeah, it's like that's just someone saying a sentence. It's that's not, not news. It's not an event. It's not, it's not a shooting. It's not a robbery. It's not a, a kidnapping. It's, not, it's, it's, it's just literally well, them being like, they said that people should get along. Like, they, yeah. like, there's, there's, like, right. And like if, you, if you, like, it, it's fine to get angry at whatever, but if you just read a clickbait article and you post something without reading the whole story, you are a tool. Uh, absolutely, cool. and that's pretty much seventy five percent. Well, then I could recommend read. this uh, documentary more yeah. because this will cleanse your palate at slash 
give your hatred for everything you that is quote it. unquote media slash journalism. Me, like, right away. You must have just watched it. I was it, watching it like, well, you were texting me Seinfeld quotes. <laughs> I was flipping back and forth. <laughs> uh, I was in the moment watching it. You'd love it. Like, it's it's old school New York. It's I'll like check that out this cre- Oh, yeah, it's great. I got to watch it. Because uh, I watch, I love old New York stuff. I even watched that Trump show. That came out. I didn't watch all of them. I watched like, the first three. Yeah. Even that's like old New York style show. There's a bit about Trump in there about how he took out that like huge spread in the in the post about the, about the Central, Central Park, Park rapists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then also. Never apologize. They don't politicize it too much, but you get that a little bit. They say it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the one about the precinct, the 7-5, whatever it's called. You ever watch that? No, the 7 is great. Crazy. Yeah. You watch that? Crazy. No, I heard, it's, it, I heard it's great. It's, she was telling me It's unbelievable. I'm listening to some podcast right now called In the Dark or, or, or yeah, in the dark or something like that about the kid one of the kidnapping case that turned us into a stranger danger culture. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Kidnapping murder ended up being a murder because yeah. they killed them, but they didn't know for years and years and years. This one county's this, this state police department in Minnesota, uh, in one of the counties or county, whatever it is, um, was so inept. This That's is the 70s. a Netflix series too. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's the it, same case. It's so inept. It's it, it, you watch it every time, every ten minutes. You're like, oh my god. Oh, you're out loud. You're like, oh my god. Right. Wa- definitely watch it because yeah. only listen to it or watch Which it. Which one is this? In the dark. In the dark. It was like dumb. Like it's like serial, but it really kind of even explores the like the problems with the uh, ju- the problems with the uh, police and justice system even more. <laughs> or, or back then, back right, then. right. Because that's one of the things I wonder. Like this girl, she keeps. It's like every time you listen to one of these, you're like, well, it's. Part of it is 2020 hindsight. They fucked up. Sure. Also, part of it is like you have all the info now. You're not doing any investigating. Right. But I think with there's this so one, many mistakes on this one. It's insane. It's like, well, this guy used to hang around our backyard on a daily basis. Did you question him? They're like, we didn't really see the need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? almost like, like these guys didn't believe in like what's it called, Occam's Razor. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's almost like they had it out of their heads <laughs> because some of it you were like, hey, dude, come on. Yeah, right. It's insane. But uh, it's definitely worth checking out. But it also makes you realize like how far they've come in like. Detecting, it's almost oh, like yeah. people watch so much true crime stuff now. You'd be better detectives than these detectives were back in the seventies. Sure, like sure. that's how crazy it is. <laughs> well, you're probably not as racist, yeah, and you're probably not as racist. <laughs> so that's, well, that's already a leg well, There's probably barely any black people in the seventies in Minnesota, but oh. uh, maybe a couple. <laughs> but um, there's but, that one guy in the Fargo show. That's true. There we go. <laughs> That's the one black guy in Minnesota. <laughs> the one guy, character. Yes. You proved me wrong. After midnight is tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that was your... <laughs> I'm the great fact checker. The great autistic fact checker. <laughs> uh, well, this is a biggie. Uh, I'm, I'm really... I don't even know where to begin when it comes to this yeah. matchup. Uh, I'm so excited to do it. I'm glad that you're willing to do it. I just... It's two huge movies... That I don't think anybody would think would get matched up, but um, it's a great matchup. <laughs> you are so shocked by my opinion. <laughs> well, when Sean texted me this, we're on our, you know, me and Sean and the, our producer Alex he goes, "Hey, I got this guy. He's gonna he's gonna defend this movie against this one." I went, "Fucking get him in here!" <laughs> you act I like I can't you act this. like I'm defending like like uh, Shallow Hal against Schindler's <laughs> List or something. <laughs> Could that be next week's episode? <laughs> Shallow Hal, it's just a better portrayal of Jews. <laughs> um, <laughs> what'd you call it? Uh, so today's matchup is uh, the, the original '89 Batman. If you want to call it the original Batman, yeah, yeah 1989, can, the modern original Batman. You know, not like the ones from the 1500s. And uh, versus 
Dark Knight. <laughs> you're so just like, you can't even believe it. I, and and Aranon, uh, uh, you're taking the original Batman. I don't. Here's the thing, man. I have so many. I have so much. So many thoughts about it that I don't even know where to start. So I, I want. I want this to be. I have so many opinions. I have so much emotion that I don't know why. First off, I'd like just to get an idea of where to start from. I want you to say. Because you brought this matchup up, yeah, yeah, and I'm actually excited that you that you because I think the major the m- most people you and Alex actually have the same opinion. You guys both would defend this over the other one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's other people that would do it. You know, I, think it's, I think Holocaust you're in the minority here. Jesus, right. like you're fucking <laughs> treating me like <laughs> I know. Yeah, but we'll start from here. Like opening statements. What would you? What makes you? What? Yeah. How? Why like do I a, think it's better? A, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll say two things. I'll tell you two. I think. Michael Keaton is a better Batman, and I think uh, I think Jack Nicholson is a better Joker. I'll start with the Joker. Now I know this is the most untouchable <laughs> thing Absolutely. in all of Hollywood. Yeah. Joe Heath Ledger, yeah. he died for the part. But whatever, I'm willing, I'm willing. I'll take that out of the equation. <laughs> okay. Take it out of yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. That's not that's not part of it. To me, the pure spirit of anarchy in Joker is an anarchist is not someone constantly giving coherent. analysis of anarchy in every scene. Nolan's Batman is wordy and pedantic, and he is constantly telling people this very coherent explanation for what anarchy is. That's not the spirit of anarchy. That's just him explaining anarchy. And it's so coherent that it's almost not anarchistic. While Joker, everything he says... In the original Batman, makes absolutely no fucking sense, which is the true spirit of anarchy. It's complete nonsense, and that to me is real anarchy. He is more writing an essay on anarchy. Well, yeah, but there's differences between the Jokers in the two different movies. One holds a little bit more true to the origin story of Joker. Which is Dark Knight. Which is Dark Knight. Right, but that's But also there's the Joker also in 89... uh, Never ki- the origin origin story. He never killed the Waynes. Right, right. And the so, Waynes. The, the, the Waynes. The way, yeah, Not the, the Waynes brothers. Uh, he never killed the Waynes brothers. So, <laughs> yeah. they, are, they aren't meant to be the same. They're not meant to be compared side by side. No, I don't no, think. They no, are, they are meant they to are. be anarchistic. Both, yeah. All right. And the Joker, but, I mean, the original Batman, who is hilarious, and I like. For, I'll, I'll be off. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to one bias. Uh, Caesar Romero. I'm not crazy about comic books. I'm not crazy. Same, so I like same. my comic book movies to be a little more. I think when they take themselves seriously, they border on pretentious. Because to me, it's like, he's Ledger as a Joker. Yeah, I get it. He's scary. But still in a PG-13 way. Give me Javier Bardem from No Country any day of the week. That guy trumps it. And it's kind of a similar idea, but much more much more like uh, disturbing to me. I like things to be a little more tongue-in-cheek. But I also think the Jack Nicholson Joker has moments that are actually very disturbing in a funny way. And... Uh, and I just, I just what, don't. The, the apartment scene, Jack Palantine. The uh, Jack Palantine. I think the scene. What Jack Palantine? No, no. no the most. Uh, I guess when he's, he's going, you know, he's going. You're, you're my, my number, number one guy. Oh, and when he, oh, he's, when he's like mocking a, Jack that's Palance. That's like a darkly hilarious. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Another darkly hilarious part, which is one of my favorite yeah, parts. Jack Nelson, he brings. You want to talk about disturbing? Okay, I, I have. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, Jack Nicholson brings <laughs> the woman. He carved up to show to Kim, Kim Basinger. He, yeah. he has a, he's talking and about how he's an artist. Oh, that's at the, no, the, it's the, museum. At the, the museum. Human art. He takes out the mask. She has a disfigured face that he carved up. Kim Basinger looks shocked. And then Jack Nicholson goes, what? I know I'm no Picasso. And that's like an amazing line and an amazingly disturbing moment. 
So you think Jack Nicholson is playing mentally ill better than than? I think he's playing anarchy better. Anarchy in the sense of just the. I think Heath Ledger articulates anarchy, uh, no, I but I think Jack more. Nicholson is anarchy. I don't. I think if you are anarchy, why you wouldn't by be able putting to... paint in a couple of paintings? I, 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 I honestly. I, I know what you mean, and actually, I, I here's the thing. One of the things, and I'm going to go sidetrack a little bit here. One of the things that the only the only complaint I ever have about the TV show The Wire, which is one of my favorite things uh-huh. in the world, too many black people, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that so, like not everything said on a Baltimore drug street corner is going to be that poignant every time. That it gets too smart for its own good sometimes, right. and that's not realistic in that way. So I do appreciate the the, the context of. Hey, if you're telling me what anarchy is, you're not a true anarchist. But the guy is doing it with, in front of these people and then backing it up with anarchist actions, the boat thing. Even in this right. the meeting when he goes, the television is lying, when he meets them in the day and he, and he finds out where they're having their, their criminal meetup. And like you want to talk about disturbing, fucking drives a pencil into the dude's eye. That's in the first 15 minutes of the and movie. If I, and if I can add on Except to this. That's, so, that's anarchy right could, there. That's a murder so, right there. And he doesn't do it for any other sake than for anarchy. He... Claims to want half of the mob's money, but then burns it. Right. He doesn't care. Like, oh, he I does know. It, he I, does it for the pure sake of anarchy. I understand. You know, I mean? you know why I know that? Because he explains it 500 fucking times <laughs> in the movie. He keeps on explaining. Christopher Nolan is not a good writer in terms of dialogue, and he completely hits you over the head with the theme. I'm not saying Heath Ledger's acting isn't terrific. Uh, it's great. But there's so much wordy dialogue where he hits you over the I've head. I've never interpreted it that way, I personally. Never, I'll tell you what it is. It, to me, what I think those movies did, all the Christopher Nolan Batmans, and it, somebody who doesn't, isn't, I'm not a huge comic book guy either. I love same, the Marvel same. movies. I like what they've done with it. I have, it has to get to a certain level for, not to sound, that sounds pretentious saying that, but it has to get, for me to get into it, it has to get to the, to a quality movie type level. And I think that's what he did with those, all, even the three movies, he took the comic book world and made it into like, almost like crime drama type yeah, situation. Yeah, it's the birth to the but Marvel you, Universe and that you, allowing them to now have that. Exactly. Be what it is now. Right, yes. I think that was a good in between. And I think that, um, uh, what he's doing, if you're taking something like a comic book world, the comic books themselves, if you read one, they're so overly melodramatic and they're right. so like, we're here to save humanity, we're right. doing this, that what he did was, man, talk about tone it down, you're still going to have elements of that in it. Like You're still going to have, it's not going to be the, the most high drama or the most the smartest thing in the world, but it's way smarter than the comic book and as far as the look, the acting, the the, the makeup, the, everything about it is so much more badass and so much it's more yeah, it's definitely fr- badass, creepier to me and freakier to me. But there's another problem I have with it. outside. Of the, we all agree that Jack Nicholson's, I mean obviously he's trying to be funnier. I mean, he's Ledger's not funny. It's very campy, yeah. but I don't know if it's they It's funny. Knew. It's very funny, Jack. Yeah, it's very it's funny. funny. It's, it's like hilarious. dark humor. It's yeah. Tim Burton's yeah. vision. And it's, I, I, it's so it's, ultimately, but I ultimately, think, I do like funny over... Uh, some kind of pretentious philosophy 101 movie. But I, think, like, I think Heath Ledger was funny too, just in a way drier way. When the, when in the same yeah, thing with the pencil. Yeah, he's got those comic moments. Oh, beautifully a, darkly funny. There's a great part where the guy goes, so you think you're just going to steal our money? He goes, yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect <laughs> yeah, comedic timing. But it's also, some of those dark moments are, it's not Nolan's fault. I get that he's trying to make kind of almost highbrow popcorn movies, but some of the PG-13 shit 
keeps it, it's almost irritating. Like the part where he kills the one dude when he says, you know how I got these scars? And he puts like the, uh, what did he, puts the knife in his mouth? Yeah. And then you just hear like a sound and he falls over from back. It's like, it's like totally like almost like, uh, what do you Wait, call is it? Wait, that Gamble, the Tom Gamble, uh, It's Gamble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. puts the knife in his mouth and you're like, wow, this is going to be some intense shit. And then you just hear a sound and he falls over. Yeah, but like, I like how that lets you imaginate, you know what I mean? Like that gives you, they, just a little, you know, I'll some license you, to. They did that for Hollywood reasons. They did and that, that yeah. for the but that's the other thing. That's the other cool thing about Joker and this Joker's origin story is he changes that scar origin up every time. Yeah, yeah. So he you're just, he's up, just a batshit yeah. crazy guy. There you go. Like, and there's anarchy there. But he's yeah. not batshit crazy because he so perfectly understands what he's doing the whole time. That's what I guess it gets to. Jack Nicholson I think a lot is of sociopaths crazy. do have that kind of. I have a goal set in mind. I'm going to do. It doesn't mean you don't have to be all over the map to just be pure crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of serial killers are so regimented in what they do, they're still batshit crazy, Right, but there's also that level of intelligence. And also, the I don't know if they're based on the same comics. I don't know the comic world enough. Well, each one draws from a few different sources of the Batman I mean, comic I know the, books. The, like the I know killing the Nolan joke one deals yeah, yeah. the killing joke a lot. Well, if you think about it, because even him, Pandemonium, there's, he has the money thing at the end where he's giving away all the money in the Which the is great, Batman. where he where he gives away all the money that which poisons is, everyone, which, which is, is great. great. Smilex. Which is, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the Smilex thing, which actually kind of fits into the Nolan world with the with the Sandman. Or the, what's his name? The, um... With, with Cillian Murphy, what he played. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put it in the, in, the, in the water. And they, yeah. make them, they make them hallucinate. Now, it's not the same thing with the makeup and the combos. And don't get me wrong. It's, there's a way more comic, like, like a vibe to that movie. And I yes. get it. That was the that was the, the goal of that movie. It was Tim Burton. He has that. I think the the, the next one he did was way darker, even yeah. keeping in his, own, but his also, own vibe. Even though it is campy, I will say this. And I, you know, I get that he's Ledger's great, but I will stand by this 100%. Michael Keaton's performance as showing someone with trauma and how trauma has affected their life and made them he like takes it seriously and there is so much more emotion and so much more real psychology in that than Christian Bale what moments are you who's re- basically just I doing kind of like an American I, I, psycho type Batman no one can tell me Christian Bale's Batman is lacking and no one really admits it but it's lacking I'll, it's not that I'll interesting i kind of go with you on that one a little bit it's, uh, he's just a playboy there's no like there's no like emotion behind it you get that he plays like a, a playboy who's like but there's the, the, um, the trauma you wait, don't feel it the way on. you feel Michael Keaton where you feel that shit in every moment. Give me the thing because all I remember is Michael Keaton sitting in a chair pensively looking off and then going to flashbacks. I mean there's so many amazing moments of trauma. I don't know just his his emotions when he goes gives the roses when she sees her takes the roses in the pictures when he uh, hands the roses to uh, the um, street where his parents died. Yeah. And just his acting during the whole movie, how emotionally closed off he is, the way he's emotionally closed off as Bruce Wayne, the way he's emotionally closed off, you see the trauma and you see his relationship to his parents. You see it and you don't see that with Christian Bale. You see, almost, uh, I think you almost Bale, forget. You see more of him playing a character, which makes you sense. Do. The you do. You see him playing thing. the American psycho playboy. You see him playing like the sociopath playboy. Which but you don't for, make sense for, for a cover. You don't get for a reason. It's a guy. You don't see anything under that cover. There's nothing under that cover. Which Michael Keaton, you see well, under I the cover. Well, I will admit that maybe you don't see that until Dark Knight Rises. There's a reason for... You gotta you know, admit, you Michael gotta Keaton. Th- you gotta admit, Michael That's Keaton should have been music. nominated for an Oscar. It's incredible. It's like, it's yeah, like, and, I, yeah, and he actually, takes it in such a different tone because Jack Nicholson, which I think is the perfect tone. Jack Nicholson literally is just improvising his way through the movie, and Michael Keaton is treating it like a serious drama where he's emotionally closed off in every scene. And there's like a real, and I really do think with Christian Bale, you almost forget 
that his parents got killed. You forget during the movie. You forget all the time. You never forget that was Michael Keaton. Well, that's and because that's they make Ke- it the forefront of the Joker Batman in 89. Yeah. They have yeah. Joker kill his parents. Yeah, there's more of a connection. There's more of a connection, but I find that to be... I find that to be a more powerful performance. You, you, see, you see how his life stopped after that, and you see... Dude, this. when you have... When you have I'm so, I know I'm going to be on a bandwagon here. When you have Heath Ledger... In a, I'm, I'm, I know it's two different guys in the movie. All you need is a decent Batman when you have that Heath Ledger basically change. Ah, you're admitting uh, it. You're DNA. admitting it. <laughs> Michael Keaton is a better both, Batman. I, I like both of them. Michael I don't know. I've never had Batman. any complaints about I Christian Bale. I never thought of him as a better Batman. I just thought of like, I don't even remember what you, I don't even know what you mean as far as trauma goes. Him going to the grave? Him having Not the grave. Go- he goes to the street where the shooting happens. So I, is that I mean, action you mean? Or it's, the, it's, what, what it's not action. It's his acting. His acting in each scene, the emotion he carries, the pain you see in his eyes. In in these moments, those it's it, it's not in the dialogue. It's in the pain he carries. It's in the way he behaves. So emotionally guarded. You could it's be like you could be right about that. But but if but like you said, like I said, there's more of a connection. It's literally he's dealing with the guy who killed his uh, killed his parents. Uh, on top of that, like we said, yeah, he's like Christian Bale is playing I mean, kind the, of playing the playboy. Kind of the. I mean, obviously the Joker killed his parents, but like. Honestly, it's more about the grief of the parents no matter what. It's not even... They honestly, for in a weird way, don't really even harp on the fact that the Joker killed his parents and that. They mention it, but it doesn't become such a central part of the movie. I think that grief yeah, is there. Yeah, no, it does. I think they that have gr- the whole callback. I think and- the, yeah, but the grief is there non-existent. I mean, the grief is there w- without that. That grief is just part of his performance. It's a better performance. It's a stronger performance. It's much stronger than Christian Bale. <sighs> Christian Bale's performance is vapid. I don't know if it's vapid. He plays Batman very well. He plays the guys Overrated of the Playboy actor, Michael Fassbender well. is way better. <laughs> oh, you're still not Christian Bale. No, I like him. I do like him. I just think like uh, I just think there is. It's just not. It's a but it doesn't Batman. trip you up in the movie. It's never something I've ever thought about and been like, you know what. I'm not, I love hey, Dark Knight, I'm not, but Christian Bale is a blame. I'm not if tripped anything, up. My but one we're, problem, we're, we're talking about the, the the strengths and the weakness, and I'm just saying. In a strength, Michael Keaton's performance right. is a much more strong, resonating performance. Performance as Batman does they hold a candle to Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker? Correct. So, one won an Oscar. That just one won. He won the Oscar, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so like, well, I and, mean, and they're going to give him the Oscar. I mean, the man died. He should have got well, it. He should have got it though. Anyway. Also, think of it this way. Think of it that way. Think of, you want to talk about like? Do you notice far, the little ticks and little tiny things he does? Where you go, yeah, Jack Nicholson was a cool caricature yeah, of Joker, you know, and it's fun to watch. But you start analyzing. I, Heath I feel Ledger's like Joker I, brought, I feel like I bring tons. up that Michael Keaton's a better performance, and you just go right back to Heath Ledger. But because <laughs> well, like, merits a, I'm not even thinking about like I don't need. Christian Bale to be an amazing Batman when I have literally one of the best things I've ever seen in a movie in a fucking comic book movie like right. like you basically Michael Keaton did a good acting like somebody who uh, experienced trauma in a comic book in a campy comic book movie it almost it stood out because of what the rest of the movie was Heath Ledger that if you, he, he played that a psycho killer and without that makeup same backstory he would probably win an Oscar also it was just a straight up. Uh, straight up movie, no, no, no thing, and the fact that it was in that world. When was the last time one of those movies was nominated for an Oscar for anything besides uh, set design or or maybe yeah, music yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, that's why Nolan killed him so he could finally get an Oscar <laughs> for a superhero movie. Um, so my point is this: like that overshadowed it so much, and I don't think the hype was over overall. I th- I think that 
the hype on him being that that Joker, you hadn't seen anything like that up until that point. <laughs> it was always played a certain way, and now he's changed yeah, the way that let, it's played. Let me be, let me be clear. Look at this Joaquin Phoenix one coming out. There's going to be elements yeah. of both yeah, of them. They're, st- st- like, they're just doing him again every time. Yeah, let me explain. I think his performance is great. I do have another problem, which I it's the same issue I have a lot of, and I think... Um, I think an issue I have also with uh, with uh, uh, the Dark Knight is that, and you're all probably going to attack me on this, but like part of the plot to me, ultimately every sequence, the kind of flip is that Joker uh, basically orchestrated the whole thing, and right. I find that to be kind of lazy writing because you can easily just say, well, Joker just omnisciently created this whole thing. So essentially, the writer of the movie is Joker, just kind of kind of moving the plot pieces together. Not everything. And it, 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 it's a mastermind movie, like Fight Club or other or or, um, or Seven or Usual Suspects. A lot of guys love those kind of movies Not- because it's mastermind movie that I love seeing a mastermind construct the whole plot. He doesn't construct everything, though. And, in fact, they actually address that because they have Harvey Dent get in front of admitting that he's Batman to throw Joker off. Sure, but it never really throws. There's always every and sequence. Goes, every sequence ultimately ends with the Joker knew exactly what was going on and he perfectly planned it. The only thing that doesn't come off as planned, which is ultimately as dark as the movie is, is a very sentimental ending where you find out the prisoners on the boat are the ones who have more integrity than the uh, than the uh, the rich white people, yeah. which is just an obvious statement and a little kind of racist, just because like. They have the, what's his name? The actor who played Worm? Uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zeus. Well, not Zeus. Um, <laughs> he plays Tiny Zeus. Lester. Zeus they, have, Tiny Lester. they have him there, and I guess the flip is we're supposed to think big black guy, he's definitely gonna fucking fuck over everyone. Course, oh my God. Mis- yeah, it turns out he's right. ethical. It's like, that's only a flip wow. if you're racist. <laughs> I, well, no, I, well, he's also wearing an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also, there's tons of white prisoners on that but boat. But it was just so that obvious. Shouting it's like shit. the rich white guy, and the, it's just like so obvious. And so just like. Once Again, comic book movie. Like, well, which like, one is it? You say it's darker I'm than a comic book movie. I'm saying it's a better play off the comic book. Well, I say it's elevating the comic book movie, and it did, because you're arguing the fact that a comic book character is one stroke. And, and, and it's literally, it's still based in a comic book but world. But the ending is ultimately. All, That's after, not even the ending. After, the ending but, goes but, with, but with after the. After all Two-Face. the darkness as the Joker does. Ultimately, the ending is people are good at heart. It's like that, like the Joker's rock, but no, it's but not it's, because yeah, of, because of the Two Face thing. And then, he, and he ends up in exile because he takes the right, right. he takes the brunt of what. So I think I think they do a good job of flipping. Of, they of flipping actually it. flip it on you because yeah. it's like it, honestly, what they could have done was. Save the Two Face stuff. The next rest of the story for the next movie, and, the and then stuff, ended yeah. it with and, the boat thing. And the Two Face stuff is great. And I also love one of the worst things about movies now, like these comic book movies, is they never have a good movie because they have to to be continue it. Right. So they let shit. Even yeah, with TV shows, yeah, you want to criticize the TV show, you're like, well, wait till the next season. Fuck you. Make good art in the moment. And the way they use Two Face to incorporate it into a solitary story, as opposed yes. to just cock teasing you for the next movie, is a great artistic moment. Yeah. As and, opposed to just being like, ooh. And, and, who it's going to be two faces in the next movie, you know. And also the makeup on that with Aaron Eckhart—it's unbelievable and, 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 and scary as fuck. And and also uh, when it comes to 
you know, I know the writing's not amazing, but like I said, like it's really good writing for these types of things. And I, I think you're right. It's, I think it allowed this this Marvel universe to really be more accepted and to be made. The fact that he, at one point he's talking to Batman and says, "I'll show you." When the trip, chips are down, these civilized people aren't what they seem. And then you don't know what it is, and it turns out to be one of the biggest scenes of the movie. Like, but, but then it turns out civilized people are what they seem. Right, right. <laughs> and so, you so there you go. There you go. Well, then he's, a, it shows he's that he's wrong. wrong. That's not true. <laughs> but I'm not. I almost, I almost kind of feel like he's foreshadowing to something that he's doing. I think it's better than him just doing single solitary things. I guess, I, and I, the script, it's here. I'll, I'll show you this. Oh, something's planned already. This I is guess planned. there is That's a part planned. of it. And once again, and we can look at it two different ways because on one hand, it is a PG-13 blockbuster that happens to bring up philosophical PG-13, ideas. I've got to be honest, man. I, this is not... <sighs> You, I know you By the notice. Way, we shit. all have guns at each, yeah, yeah, yeah. At each other. I know you. I know you notice. I know you know you're noticing stuff like the, the cutoff from the the mouth thing, and I get that. But even when I saw that, I always thought it was just an editing choice. I didn't even think of the. I don't think PG-13 when I watch this movie. I think it's done really Definitely. fucking well. I think about other PG-13 movies, dude. Fantastic Four. Right, I know it's right. I know it's different, different world, different uh, thing. But like stuff like that, that's usually what you get with PG thirteen. Right. You'll have X Men movies. Those fucking suck. Then they did Logan and it was R and it was badass. Yeah. This is badass being PG thirteen. That's right, crazy. Fucking, I couldn't stand Logan. But anyway. What? <laughs> what? Jeez Louise. Wow, this uh, kid is nuts. But I I <laughs> I uh, I uh um I, uh, you should play like a, you'd be perfect at Spider-Man with like a cab driver who sees him fly. <laughs> oh my god! He's great! I've probably gone out for it. Tomorrow, you're perfect for Tomorrow that. I'm going out for, uh, mechanic, and I'm, and I'm going out for, uh, Janitor. You are perfect for a blue collar guy who sees superhero do crazy shit yes, in sky. Absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Whoa, is that Batman? <laughs> Just me on the boat, like, <laughs> Huh, the goddamn Joker. Never that like, face. What is the Joker? No, you don't actually know the, It was Spider Who's It's What's It. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, 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 that, what's that Spider thing I saw? <laughs> also, the other thing that, and I don't, it, maybe it's not as annoying in, in Dark Knight, but there's a trope that I think started from that that I'm so sick of that we need to put a moratorium from on. From Dark Knight and Star Yes, a trope with villains where they explain their whole philosophy to someone that they then kill. <laughs> it's like, why let the person it, know? Who did he kill? I don't know. I just you feel mean like the guy? I just feel like he explains his philosophy to everyone in that movie. Just the idea of villains explaining their philosophy to anyone who will hear them talk, I just find that a little, like... I remember they do it in Blade Runner. The new one was uh, 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 Jared Leto. He explains his whole philosophy to someone, and then he kills the person. First of all, you don't need to teach someone something. Right, right, right. You're going to kill them. <laughs> and also, I'm just kind of sick. Of, every villain now has their own little evil philosophy. Every villain in every movie now has, has, has a philosophy major at a community college. They're all like that. It started with the Joker, and they all got to tell their whole theory. No one just kills people anymore. They just got to tell their whole theory, and it's usually like if we kill Four billion people. Uh, well, do but a lot that's good. a comic book <laughs> thing of or like that. Go, that ties into the comic book origins. Everybody, we like origin I'm story. I'm sick of it. It's like an but, every, yeah, but, impossible like, but especially movie. the Batman stuff. It's like yeah, it's all the like Arkham. It's it's like uh, the mentally insane. So like that's perpetuated through these characters. Like, that's what they but do. I'm just sick I of it. You know what? I know what you mean. Hold on. It, specifically with Batman, 
I, in this particular case, I think that the reason why he, maybe he's doing the philosophy the whole time is because you're not going to get, if you're looking for an origin story with that, he doesn't have one. So he keeps giving these, you know, when right. he does the, the mouth thing, he keeps giving different, uh, with the scar, different scar stories, but you know that's made up. And I love the scar stories. Don't get me wrong. I love oh, the scar stories. Yeah. I just think the whole, he has to let everyone know what his, no, his, I, his I see philosophy. What you're yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I just, you know who I think the best I think it's a, it's a, it's a, I, a yeah, chance I mean, to seem ominous. I think it's a chance to but freak you gotta people out. Some I think, of these guys are probably a little egotistical, but, too. But, you know I, what I mean? And I'm not saying it's not. Serial I'm, not killers. Saying, I'm saying it's fine. Obviously, the Joker's going to do that. But it's a trope in every Mission Impossible, every James Bond. It's a movie trick. It's, 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 yeah, I'm it's getting a, sick it's a movie of it. Trick, yeah. And that's why, here's honestly, and you're going to assume I'm just being contrarian or whatever, but I think the best villain I've seen in a movie in the last couple of years was Shere Khan in the new Jungle Book. Because he's just trying to kill Mowgli <laughs> the entire time. He doesn't have a philosophy. He, he, there's two things he's trying I to do. And this is why I'm just kind of sick of it. Every yeah. villain in every movie now is, no, he could have a philosophy about the yeah. jungle. Yeah, every, yeah. <laughs> every villain in every movie does two things. They have a philosophy they have to tell to everyone, and they also never want to kill the other guy. They always just want to fuck with their head the whole time. So they eventually don't become as much a threat to villain, because they're really just trying to fuck with their head. Every James Bond. No, Shere Khan in the new... Have you seen the new Jungle Book? I have no. not. It's great. Shere Khan... I mean, it's not new. I mean, it came out... The like live action ago. one. Live action. Shere Khan... Is, is just wants to kill Mowgli. But that's kind second, of what Joker... That's the whole some men just want to watch the world burn theory. Right. That's the... That's, yeah, that's kind that, of what he's doing. Except he Joker. doesn't really want to kill Batman. Uh, well, right, that's what he says. Well, I'm, just, I'm just... I'm, just, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just... Don't you see what I'm saying? I just want a villain for once who just wants to kill. It doesn't have a philosophy. Every movie, they got to sit you through a philosophy yeah, class. Well, that wouldn't be much of a movie, then, to be yeah, honest. It's still got to be a movie. You an hour and 45 it's minutes. It's pretty intense when <laughs> Shere Khan chases Mowgli through the, uh, through the weeds and, like, the, you know, 20 minutes in. He's trying... I mean, the you know hero can get you away. You know what you have without a, a thing is, like... Transformers, like it's, I, 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 I'd rather have uh, the trope of that than have Transformers. Where I'm like, I don't care about what's yeah, going Transformers, on. I don't care I about a machine's that. motive from outer space. If you had a real alien, I, I care about that. Yeah. Aliens yeah. that are machines. When things get too big, I lose yeah. all it. But I don't see Grim was like Ron, the most upset. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like hearing Joker's rationale, if you can call it that, about because that's the whole thing about Joker is you don't really know what he's all about. So when you get those glimpses into his they made psyche. him a little bit I more with a little bit more level. I yeah. know what you mean though, but it, it, if it came from this, I, I'm sure it's been done before. I think it used to be done in like a Bond villain way when like a Bond was about every to Bond be destroyed. Villain. Yeah, every Bond villain, but it was done. In the, now they try to do it in a more like like you said philosophical way. So it they sounds always, they always yeah. have their own. And it was the last <clears throat> Mission Impossible movie too. He like has he has his own philosophy about if we kill all these people, we'll be doing good. It's well, always typically well, a Thanos. You're right, even Thanos. Even Thanos yeah. Has, yeah, it's yeah. always yeah. like but, the Thanos yeah. one. You're like I kind of he's kind of. No. Thanos, I like. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it was but just, the it same was, thing. It was though. so blunt to the point. It also was like that is like it was. It was interesting to see that in a Marvel movie because it's usually not that dark where they want to kill everyone. That, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. But there you go. Like that's what I mean by this movie. Like the only reason you were accepting it for, for being dark in Dark Knight, and then granted, it's Batman. I know it's not. Iron Man or Captain America, and they really did a great job of doing that. The only reason you accepted it being normally wouldn't have been that dark, 
but he did such a good job. You just took it at face value. But there's also like, yeah. but you shouldn't realize what you, yeah. you should realize while you're watching it is this is so dark, especially right now. We're used to all this shit coming out and things getting turned on their head, like Logan becoming more darker, or like, or like a uh, what'd you just say, or the Thanos. But, you know? but the darkness is on the surface because at the end, the civilized people do good. So the darkness is kind of it, kind of cock teases you with darkness. Well, they the pussy view. It's like it, it, the, I'm just saying. Everyone's like. You can't have it both ways. Everyone's like, "Well, it's really great because it's so dark," and I'm like, "Yeah, but they really don't go that dark at the end. They kind of, yeah, they kind of do. They kind of end the career of a they, guy who's supposed to be the hero. But of the, the, the inmates who you'd think of the least civilized are heroic. It's like, it's like ultimately people are good that's deep down. The, that's not the end, I though. Think, I think that yeah, you, uh, the, that's the, not end the end is him throwing himself on the knife over yes, uh, Harvey Dent and two face. Yeah, and then, and then having we to be learn uh, in Dario Rises, he's been gone for eight years, letting the public have that hope of of, of that Batman who's supposed to be our savior was actually the yeah, guy behind it's, his killings. It's, it's, that's it's, I think it's, that's it a pretty dark out, it, good it turns, ending. Yeah, it turns out good people people are ultimately good and then Batman sacrifices himself completely. It's a pretty But, uh, but you don't know we know it, that now. But personally, back. if you're watching the movie personally it turns out like oh my god, this guy is this guy that we we got accustomed to and we knew you know it was going to happen because we knew the character. But like uh, he, you know, that should happen with his family and he, uh, with 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 uh, Gordon's family and and Oh, by like, the way, what a performance out of fucking Gary Oldman. Uh, Oldman. Yeah, it's a great. I thought you were talking about his son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that Joffrey? It is Joffrey. Oh, is it? At least Batman Begins. It's Joffrey. That's why he becomes a sociopath. He's <laughs> father, he's but father. I think in the in the story, <laughs> anyone who's Gary Oldman's son is going to become a sociopath. <laughs> As you're watching it, like, yeah, maybe, maybe at the end they're like, there's some good. They're basically telling you it's both things. They're telling yeah. you there's good and also there's evil. This is, the, you know, this like it's it's that quote, which actually I think is not a corny quote. I think it's a quote. He goes, "You either what does he say? You live you, to become the oh yeah, yo, yo. you either you die the, a hero or live to become the villain. But live yeah. long enough to become the villain. But that's literally he just lived that whole but I quote. Guess, a dark night. I guess. I a guess. Dark uh, night. I guess that's the problem. It's so on the nose the whole movie, and then people it's are like, "Cause it's, it's good. a comic book movie. I can't <laughs> tell you more." But then you also say it's so dark and real. Which but one? It, but, 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 it, no, 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 no. What I do say is, have it both ways. Because they what I do say is they're drawing from a. Com- they're making comic. The world. killing joke's dark as a comic. See, I think dark. I think the original Batman is lighthearted, doesn't take itself seriously, while actually has real trauma underneath it. While this, I think, is kind of shallow at the end. Uh, Christian Bale doesn't really have much of a character. The Joker, while the acting is great, is ultimately a symbol, not a real person, and deep down takes itself seriously. So I think, I think in a way, this is pretentious, while the original Joker, the original Batman is more fun with actual real emotions. And also, um, he is ultimately a symbol. It's, I, I know the acting is great, but he is ultimately a symbol. And to me, I want someone to be more than a symbol. And I know it's silly to compare this, but Javier Bardem, which I think is a much... You mean as far as... Javier Bardem is the best bad guy? And No Country for Old Men. Yeah. is a similar yeah. idea, but the difference is... Javier Bardem the whole time basically wants everyone to think he represents death and he kills people. But at the end, you see him get in a car accident. You realize he is mortal and he is simply trying to create this image of doom to uh, be perceived as something more than he is. And that's a real character. The Heath Ledger Joker is ultimately a symbol. A great actor, but, you just but compared, ultimately a symbol. See, this is why I'm saying it's so great. You just compared Dark Knight to No Country for All Men, which is in my top five of my mm. movies of all time, dude. Yeah. So when you're, so think of it this way. You just compared a. Um, I know, I know. I'm saying that it's elevated, and I know I'm saying that there's there's a lot. They they, they took it to a different, a new, 
uh, a new world with these types of yeah. Nolan movies, but you literally just compared a comic book movie to a yeah. Coen Brothers movie. The, the difference, so you just up, you just admitted it because you just up the quality. I guess, but I'm kind of yeah. saying the Coen Brothers movie is way better. Nice. Shawnee. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. But you're using, why would, you, you wouldn't even compare, would you compare the first Batman That's to like a Coen Brothers movie? This movie sucked. They do this way better than this other movie. Well. But that other movie's great. So you really think, you know, I mean, no, I'm saying, but, no. But what made you comfortable to compare the two is how good The Dark Knight is. I guess, but that kind of be saying like Shallow Hal is like Tootsie, but it doesn't do it as well. You, and you're you, like, you, you, you go to the well a lot shallow. with Shallow Hal. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Shallow Hal DVD in your pocket? <laughs> I have, I've been sponsored by. Um, but that's you see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Level, I, I don't think you it's would a never turn around. Movie. Be, you would, yeah. Hold on, you would never turn around and go. This scene from the original Batman really rings uh, similar to uh, uh, Fargo when they're in the snow. Like you would never do that because quality wise, they're not the same movie. So. Like and also, I could I could bring it up. I could say the scene was Michael Keaton in the street is similar to Manchester by the Sea. No, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But but like what I'm saying is. Uh, the way that Dark Knight is done and what he did with those three movies and Dark Knight in particular, he he elevated, he brought it out. Now, great, like I said, you're still going to have the the that's where it's lacking is when you still have the oof, that's very a little bit corny right, here when and you're, there. When you're if you really look into it, when you're you really progressive, it. it ends up shining light on how not like like Modern Family was like a progressive show, but then in a while you're like, well, they never show the gay people kiss, but they show the straight people kiss all the time. But the fact I feel like this analogy is really confusing. I know, no, it's not. I don't, but the fact that like they have gay people on the show as main characters allow you yeah. allow you to see where it's falter, right. where it's faltering. And like like Andy said earlier, I think what happened with these with these movies is it made people go, oh yeah, now the Avengers makes sense because it took kind of both of those worlds and made it. And granted, it's totally different stories. I know it's different creators, but what it did was it's almost an in between for me uh, uh, between the Nolans and the other one. I just realized you can you can choose how to edit this podcast, and you're definitely going to end with this part where you. Have the- <laughs> no, we don't edit. We don't edit. Straight through. I'll baby. tell you before we do have to go. I don't because I, I want I, I want to have you back and still talk about. But we're not going to have enough for on the whole other episode. Yeah, we'll do it again. I, well, I, because because I really uh, what I want to say is also when it comes to Dark Knight. Oh, oh, close, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll wrap we'll it up do, here. Yeah. Do what, what was the last thing you would say to prove your point? Last thing I would say to prove my point? Um, I would say Bill Maher is right. Comic books are stupid. <laughs> 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 and yes, you can take them seriously. And yes, it'll be a little interesting. But at the end of the day, you're still taking it way too seriously and I don't think it was a good enough movie for Heath Ledger to die over. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think the tra- I think the campiness and it is nostalgia, I think the campiness of Batman and the hilarity of it and the free-spirited anarchy of of Jack Nicholson Joker to me is more to the heart of what the Joker is in my perception and I think Michael Keaton gets more to the heart of trauma while even though the Dark Knight is noble in its effort I feel like he's very on the nose, and I don't like when things are on the nose, and I feel like dudes are always coming up and going, you got to understand, the Joker believes this, and all they're doing is literally quoting exactly what Heath Ledger said. Right, but and that's that like to bros. Me, but, that, like, but that to me is the on the noseness. That fact that people are like, man, he's all about how society, and then they just quote him. Yeah, it's very on the nose. Yeah. It's a symbol. That's like, I think there's that's more, like some goth kid at your job. I, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think there's more heart and more pathos and more comedy in the original Batman, and that's what I like more than kind of... I feel like the, I feel like Christopher Nolan is very talented, but he also feels like a sophomore in college who just took a couple philosophy classes and just read Camus and wants to like he thinks he's learned shit. The minute you he mean learns Camus? It, 
<laughs> he thinks the kind of sophomore thing where once you learn it, you think no one else has learned right. it. Yeah, so I think well, it has that effect. I don't see it that as much as Can you Can we end do? the podcast right here? Can we end it right here? <laughs> I don't see that as I much. I think there's a lot of pathos in Dark Knight. I think there's a ton of pathos. I think also, I, I, this is one of the things I wanted to get out. And we didn't we didn't compare because I don't think there's one of the best opening scenes in a movie I've yes. ever I, that robbery scene is on fucking believable. And that's kind of one I don't of the if you remember the scene. Robert scene. Oh, I the thought robbery. you were talking about the uh the one with Bane this whole time. No, I'm ah! sure. <laughs> that's the plane that's still a good scene. That plane uh, yeah, great, no, no. Great, the, the, the opening, opening the opening scene was a great homage slash rip off to heat. I really loved it. I'm just, heat? I'm just, well, you know, he did study heat to do that scene. Did you know? Did that? he really? He studied it is a great scene. He, I'm, I'm just a, he, but, that's better than that scene is better than heat the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like heat? Right, I, like, uh, I like I like we can we'll, we'll go we'll, we'll, but we'll I, do a Patreon. Yeah. It's a good opening. I like the opening. I mean, it's no opening of the original Batman, but it's a good opening. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, what would you like to plug, Ronna? Uh, when does it come out? Uh, Friday. Friday. Oh, Friday? Oh, you got, I'm on the road with Kathleen Madigan, and I uh, headline a couple clubs. You can see it all on... Uh uh, my website r a a n a n h e r s h b e r g. What's your Twitter com. and Instagram? R a a n comedy. R a a n a n comedy is. Uh, okay, so look at the the title of this podcast. See how his name is spelled, and it's that plus comedy dot com. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, oh, no, that's that's on. Uh, I'm also starting a podcast where you defend movies. Uh, check that. Out. <laughs> uh, and Andy, uh, next weekend uh, I'll be headlining Fairfield Comedy Club on the fifteenth. You can check andyfiori.com for all my tour dates and uh, I follow at andyfiori.com. And uh, my SiriusXM show every Thursday, 4 p.m. live. It's the Raw Report on Raw Dog Channel 99. And uh, I just want to say I can't believe this didn't get brought up. Uh, my one major, major beef with Dark Knight, and I still think it's the better movie. With Dark Knight? Is Maggie with- Gyllenhaal. Replacing Katie Holmes as uh, uh yeah, I'll agree with that. I, she yeah. just Are phones just, it in. Oh, and I, I just, you're all just saying you think Katie Holmes is way hotter. No, no, no. I no, just I hate. Think, how I think she, she, she was bad casting. It was horrible. She just kind of blasés about it, and that's really the only negative thing I can say. It's supposed to be a girl next door vibe, and she doesn't. Have also, it. I forgot. Batman also has the funniest moment of all time, where Batman grabs the guy in the beginning and tells him not to whatever do shit, and the guy's just looking at him and goes. Who are you? <laughs> and he goes, I'm Batman. It's like, you got the costume. If you have to say you're Batman, you got to get a better costume. <laughs> he should have, it was really funny. He would have gone, really? Come on, dude. Oh, yeah. I got the whole fucking thing. You know there's a Batman in the city. I mean, Who do you what think do I, I even dress up for? Uh, I am at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and I, this weekend, I'm in the city. I'm at the Comedy Cellar. I'm also, I'm doing a show in Long Island at Governor's, uh, but a shorter set. Uh, this guy's doing two shows back to back in the small room of Governor's. And the week after, I'll be uh, in Albany at, um, uh, instead, Saratoga at Comedy Works in Saratoga. And then we're at Showbiz Studios. That's showbrewstudios.com. They have a YouTube page. They also have an iTunes page where you can check out all the Showbiz Studios podcasts that our friends uh, have that are super funny, and you should listen. Uh, you got Feldman. So uh, give us a uh, give us a uh, uh, give us a checkout uh, over here at Showbiz, and email us defendyourmovie at gmail.com. This is Feldman at defendyourmovie. <laughs> We almost made it. What? We almost made the whole podcast without one sign. I had to get one in. You said Feldman? Yes, Feldman. Yeah, Feldman. What, what's up, Alex? 
We got one. I had to get one in. I know we didn't we have almost one. Almost went. We do one sign. Somehow one pops up every time. Trying to just... compete with Tuesdays with stories because they got like a hundred billion. <laughs> no, we oh. just do one every oh, show. Okay. I, I, I guarantee we'll we know I, way more. I think we know. Yeah, we'll start a podcast war. Maybe we should do. Should we do a quiz episode where we go up against them in a sign quiz? I'm ready right now. You all think you, really? They're pretty really. Okay. Oh yeah. They're, oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel we toyed around with maybe doing like a, uh, our next live show, maybe having those guys on in some sort of capacity with a Seinfeld thing, even though it's not a movie. I don't even know what to do besides a quiz. We could do something. We'll uh, it out. Uh, tweet yeah. at us if you have any ideas. Tweet at us. Let us know, and then uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Here's a time.